Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. It is August 14th, 2019, and we thank you for tuning into episode 94 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. My name is Donnie Reese, and I am joined this evening, as I am most evenings, by Miss Caroline. What's up, girl? How you doing? Hi. I'm well. Um, We have to thank our patrons, and... I just want to preface, so... The reason I stopped doing the haikus is because everybody got their own individual haiku. Um, they're not easy to come up with, actually, off the spur of the moment. So I asked last week, what do you guys want to hear now? And the Winter Gamer answered the call and said he wanted me to start a new tradition, which is, uh, ragging on Donnie in the beginning of this. And I don't Kevin, get enough for this from Kevin. I got to deal with this. Kevin jumped you, on board. Devin You were the on chosen board. one. You're the one. You're my chosen one. And now you're going to turn on me? I have to. At two, Brute? All right, so I'm ragging on you right now. Why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt in the middle of August? Because it stormed, as you know, because we're both here in Atlanta, and it's been storming. I sent you a picture of the the giant tree that fell. Yeah, you're the one who last night was it was so hot in your house that you slept. I didn't want to tell this story, but yes, we lost power last night for six hours. Yesterday was the hottest day of the year here in Atlanta, and. We were without power from 10 to 3.30 in the morning, and it was like 87 degrees out at like midnight. It was super hot. Mm -hmm. So Melissa and Jack, they slept just fine. They rolled over, no problem. No fan, no air conditioning. They're getting the job done. Me and Victoria were both staring at each other at like 1 in the morning like, we're going to kill each other. Like, we have to do something. And I was like, let's just go get in the car. So I turned the air conditioning on. And large, long story short, I didn't sleep much. I have not slept much. Um, but okay. you're probably in, you're probably feeling like 90 degrees right now in your No, no. Okay. So the reason that this is, I came home in the rain, in the storm. My dog Link is out in the cage. The cage is flooded. I walk out there. He's in his igloo, which is sitting in the middle of a puddle and he gets out and he's just drenching wet. Poor baby. So the clothes that I was wearing when I got him out is covered in mud and water. And I threw on what I had, which was this sh- sweater mm. and some shorts. So it was just what was on the ground when I picked them up. It was what was nearby. So. Are you not burning up? No, actually. I'm pretty cool. The air conditioning came back. Fans are on them. I'm it's okay. a dark, long sleeve shirt, guys. Like It's, 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 I, it's not like, like a, but it's not like a sweater. It's like a long john. It's like a pajama. So that's like it's even that warmer. Bad. It's supposed to keep you warm in the winter. I feel cozy. Thank you very much. I don't like this all segment right. at all, by okay. the way. Well, I don't appreciate it. This is a gross misuse of Shaq. Get used to it. This is ridiculous. Anyway, thank you. Does, is he even a patron? Like he, he is. Does, no, I know he is, but he's not even at the patron producer level. He's Why the are only we one that answered the call and input? Oh, and our own people jumped on board. I can't, I can't deny them that. Thank you, Callow. Thanks, Josh, Chris, Devin, Kyle, Benji, Paul, and Joel for supporting us over there at Patreon.com/slash PSVG where you can support us for a dollar a month, get DLC, get the Patron of the Month Club, get all kinds of good, awesome stuff. Caroline, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Now, for the last two weeks, apparently it's fallen on some ears that we've talked about Fire Emblem too much. Too much. As if as if there was such a thing. You know who says that? Fake Fire Emblem fans. 
Ooh, that's who says that. Called out. That's who says that. There is no such thing as too much Fire Emblem. Called out. That's ridiculous. But I agree. Yes, Kevin. Top three favorite franchises. There's we heard lo- you go on and on and on. Tom Servo today said, when do I know that the Fire Emblem craze is over when one out of 50 posts in the discard <laughs> are actually not Fire Emblem related? Come on, guys. You know, guys. the sad part is Kevin hasn't stopped playing his little two and a half minute circle wash, rinse, and repeat oh, yeah. Fortnite game, mm-hmm. Apex game, long enough to play a game for 40 hours that would warrant talking about it Snap. for more than five minutes on a podcast. Snap. So let's just say that. I love Lucas, though. Lucas is great. We all love Lucas. Isn't he like everybody's like uncle? Everybody's like, yeah, Lucas is great. And then we all take no. shots at everybody else. He's a little bit too gross for an uncle. Mm. Ooh. He's like your step uncle? Mm-mm. Like you no. married an uncle? No. Lucas is that weird cousin that you just like, you're like, yeah, we're cool, but you don't You're not sure if he's actually a part of the family or not? Like, he yeah. might just be somebody's friend that they brought in one time. And- yeah, but you don't like, you, you like are cool <laughs> with him, but you don't want to affiliate with him because. He got some weird stuff going <laughs> Don't on. Don't want to affiliate with him. I like that. That's Lucas. I love Lucas. Um, all right. We've talked about Fire Emblem a ton. Now, I beat the game, and we're going to share those stories. But we're the reason really going we're to rag on Donnie path, later, guys. The reason that we're taking a different path is we're going to save it to the end of the show. We're not going to talk mm-hmm. about Fire Emblem right now at the top of the hour. Because we're going to talk possibly about some spoilers. We're going to talk about some story details, some differences in our past, and I guess some final thoughts or reviews or however you want to call that. Final for you. I'm still playing. Right. So we're going to save that to the end of the show. So if you're interested in that, do that. We'll give a spoiler warning. If you don't want to do it or if you want to save it to later, you don't have to not listen to the show because of that. So besides Fire Emblem Three Houses, what have you been playing? Nothing! I am about to make a <laughs> giant mistake, though. Uh, this is not Nintendo-related, but it may affect my Nintendo gameplay, especially around the time Astral Chain comes out. I'm gonna play WoW Classic. <laughs> and didn't they just, like, redo it all with HD and stuff? Uh, yeah, and they're going back to vanilla. So okay. sounds fun. Yeah, it is fun, but at the same time, me plus MMOs is a nightmare. Uh, so I will just get That's sucked in. I'll get I've seen some of the things you've gone. said to people. Yeah, it's a good thing you have a lawyer. <laughs> he might come in handy. No, he won't come in handy. <laughs> it will just be. Um, I won't be. I don't know. I'm gonna have to prioritize because I didn't used to prioritize very well when I played. <laughs> Okay, so I'll pick up then, and I would just want to say that I beat Turok 2. I had Already? a really great fun in a day. Oh, it's not that it's not that long. Yeah. And uh, I had a great fun day and a half with it. Um, all the things I said about it, I still think ring true. The modern, crisp, high-resolution, outdated graphics look great. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun to run around. It plays buttery smooth. Game Explained did videos on it stuff. It's 60 frames like locked, which you would expect to be. It's an N64 game, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's just a very good shooter on the go on the system. One of the things that I did see about the game, um, watching some other people, a lot of people are really upset it does not include multiplayer. Um, I never played Turok multiplayer, and I didn't buy it with that in mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of people want online multiplayer, which makes sense. And I know that Night Dive said that they are they're working on they're doing. They haven't promised it yet, but they said they were. They're apparently there was like a Reddit post. They said they had to like rebuild all of the netcode. Wow, because the netcode that, that they were doing was like bad. Me. They were yep. like, what we were doing, no, like they were working on it. And apparently when they, they trialed, it just was bad. Oh, I see. They got to redo it. So it mm. might come down the road, which is a little unfortunate because you got to think 
right now, if you look up reviews, they'll tell you that the story is great and there's no multiplayer. And you got to think, let's say the multiplayer is six months from now. You know, who mm-hmm. knows? It might be a, a week from now. We don't know. Right. But six months from now, there probably won't be that many people playing. Sure. And anybody that's interested in playing is going to look up a whole bunch of reviews. says it doesn't have multiplayer. Yep. And that kind of sucks, right? Yeah. So they'll have to, hopefully when it gets updated, we'll know about it and we'll tell you on check. And maybe right. I'll play. I don't know. I've never wanted to play it that way. But I totally turned the cheats on, but where Oblivion is at hand. And I had all of the weapons and I just blew all of the dinosaurs to pieces. Yeah, that's and I showed Jack and we, we played. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Cheater. That's how you play Turok. That's how mm. I played it back in the day. It was just a great little nostalgia I played Simcopter trip. that way. I put in the cheat codes for Simcopter and I just yeah. unlocked the army planes immediately and gunned down everybody. I think that's a good thing to do when you're, you know, like when you're redoing something, you're going back to have fun with it, you know, like just go, go nuts, turn on the stuff. Okay. So now let's talk about my manic Monday. I got a little crazy this Monday. So for the last week and a half, and we haven't really talked about it because to be quite honest with you, I don't think there was a whole lot to say. And if you were interested, you probably already knew about it. But the, the Switch revisions, right? The Nintendo Switch version 2 that we did talk about when it was basically unveiled. Mm-hmm. They've started rolling out. They're at places. They're at GameStops. They're at Targets. They're, thing, they're around. Right. So all these YouTubers online are talking. They're doing battery tests and comparisons. And that Kevin Kinson guy, if you didn't watch the video that I shared, that dude went to the nth degree. He brought in like a screen specialist. Oh, yeah. I saw that it. tested pixels and things with like a little yeah. – he went crazy with it. Um, to, to showcase the differences between these uh, two models. And basically, the long story of it is the screen is a little warmer, got a little bit more of a warmer glow to mm-hmm. it, and the battery is better, like twice better, like very, very, very much better. So that's about it. That's really it. Um, it's got a new chip inside of it, but, I mean, it doesn't really affect your gameplay outside right. of those two things. So folks in our Discord, right, Chris, G.I. Jello, Several other folks started posting like, hey, here's what the trade-in is at GameStop. Hey, here's how you can do this. Here's how you can get one. Here's the prices here. Right. Uh, Amazon had that deal where you could get one for like $260, right? Mm-hmm. You get like $40 off brand new. And they started to circulate like murmuring like, hey, you can trade this in at GameStop and they'll even let you do a system transfer in store. I was like, wow. I remember wanting to do that with 3DSs years ago and they were like, no, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, so Micah didn't I was like, let "That's you do cool." That? Hmm. Micah, Micah would. Okay. But others wouldn't. Kirby, Rob. I meant like not that store at other I stores. I see. I see. I got you. Um. So that was very enticing. Now here's the thing that I I did know when you trade in a switch at GameStop, like you can't just trade them the tablet. Mm-hmm. You have to bring the dock, the, the dock, cords, the cons, and the grip, and the straps, like everything. You've got to bring them a full switch. To trade in for another Switch. Right. I didn't want to do that because, as you know, we have the third-party docks. We sold Jack's right, because we're preparing for the light. Mm-hmm. So I just have mine. Mine's the Pokemon Let's Go model. Right. I don't want to get rid of that. So G.I.'s <laughs> and thing, he's like, you should call them. Like, they might. And I was like, you know what? There's no harm in just being told no. Mm-hmm. So I get on the phone. I haven't been to my local GameStop in six, seven months. Mm-hmm. I get on the phone. And I'm introduced on the phone to this new associate that I had never met before by the name of Emily. Now, let me tell you something. Emily was fantastic. It made me really miss Micah and my old GameStop because mm-hmm. that's the feel that I got working with Emily. This is – if GameStop had more Emilys, they wouldn't be in the, the shape they're in. Right. Because I called Emily and I was like, hey, Emily. So I'm seeing all this stuff on Twitter about people trading up and doing system transfers. I just want to know, like, would you let me do that if I want to trade up? She was like, Absolutely. 
He's like, that's it? They're like, yeah. I was like, all right, let me take it a step further. <laughs> I'm like, let me, ma- let me make your job a little more hard. I was like, I got the Pokemon Let's Go model, and like my Joy-Cons and Dock are worth more than the Switch by itself. So what if I let you keep everything in the box except the tablet, and I'll just swap you tablets? Can I do that too? And she's like, so you want to trade in the brand new stuff as your trade-in so you can keep your original Joy-Cons? I was like, that's exactly what I would do. I want to leave with my Joy-Con and Dock. She was like, yeah, yeah, we'd do that too. It's not a problem. I'm like, really? That's it? She's like, there's nobody here. (laughs) (laughs) And there wasn't. So I I come home. I pack up my stuff. I grab some old games that are laying around just because, you know, the upgrade fee is roughly if you're trying to, by the way, if you're thinking about this, 225 trade in on the Switch. Right. So you trade in 225. That's 75 to upgrade to the new model. So I was like, eh, it's roughly $75. I'm going to grab some old games. Maybe I won't have to make it, you know, pay that much. So I go in there and there's nobody there. Like, there's just her and we're hanging out. And it's like in a shopping center. So it's like a small, it's a slower GameStop to begin with. Right. And um, just great. She told me about her game collection and all these systems that she had. And we just had, we chatted up for like an hour because it took a while to do the system transfer. Mm-hmm. I did the profile transfers for both me and Jack. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, yeah, That's it was right. fantastic. And uh, so I, I did that and I set it all up. And they're also doing... They'll give you $5 more for every game that I you trade. I saw that. And then it's the $25 more for the systems right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's the thing that got me because I, when I when she rung up my trade-in values, I noticed that they seemed really, really high. high. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I traded in Victoria's copy of Style Savvy on 3DS. Why wouldn't you sell that to me? I didn't. You never. I know. Do I need to just like run all of these things yes, by you? Yes, please do. In the future? I'll buy them for you. So they gave me $22 for that game. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, what? Why Style is savvy so fashion much value? forward. Is that not the one? Fashion forward or the other one? I don't know. It's been sitting in the bottom of a drawer because she lost her DS a year ago. All right. Was it in the case? No. No? No case? Nope. Okay. Just loose copy of the game. Then I would not buy it. So I traded in games like that. And okay. yeah. They gave me like $150 for stuff. So we ended up walking out with the new Switch and a new set of Joy-Cons, which was a lot of fun. And it had all of this transfers and everything. And yeah. Tell it us took which some color up. you got. Which color did uh, you get? I got the neon yellow. They're super bright. Like They're they literally really like bright. a highlighter, right? Yeah, they look like a highlighter. They almost glow in the dark. They're they so do. Bright. I love yeah. it. Jack likes them too. Yeah. They're not my favorite, but I just didn't want gray and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it took like an hour and a half. So it was a little effort involved, you know, getting everything transferred. But you know, she made it a wonderful time and like I got to hook up the chargers and everything and she hooked us up. She put me on the Wi-Fi, and she just made it very easy. Nice. So, uh, and I walked out with my original Let's Go Dock and Joy-Cons and I even bought a replacement fa- backplate that I have coming yes. from off of eBay. So I'll even have my backplate, which by the way, I was going to say, if you hadn't noticed, because I definitely noticed it when I traded in. The, the satisfy grip that we have, mm-hmm. tearing that back plate to pieces, by the way. Really? Scuffing it, scuffing it right on the middle where the Switch logo is and rubbing Uh-oh. the rubbing uh, the paint I off. I don't put mine in there enough. Okay. Well, if you're out there and you have that satisfy grip, if you care at all about the condition of that back plate, you might want to put a skin or something on it because it was I tearing up that. my EV. Let's go. And, so now that I have the new Switch model... With the regular backplate, I think I'm going to leave that and just keep my let's go and like in the plastic until sure. I retire, until I retire the system. Then I'll yeah. swap it back out. Um, now that but, was yeah. the custom one though, right? It wasn't the yes. one. Yeah. That's with, what I with thought. With Pikachu and Eevee mm-hmm. stuff's on it. So uh, yeah, I got the new Switch with the new battery life and um, yeah, I beat Fire Emblem and I beat Turok and 
That was great. Now we have the upgraded battery life. And uh, since then, since I beat Fire Emblem Sunday, I've basically taken a break from the Switch because I've been hogging the last couple of weeks of Fire Emblem and Jack mm-hmm. hasn't been able to play as much. So I want to start playing some Xbox games, let him get get some Switch in for a little bit. And that's really all I've been. You all, had more oh, drama. You, know what? you had more drama. I, you're right. You're right. I completely forgot to mention this. My Joy-Con broke. <laughs> I after, can now join. After, right? After you <laughs> traded all that in? Or was it before? <laughs> No, it was before. Uh, okay. It was my. I have a white pair of Joy-Con. They're right. customs with Custom. the D-pad, and my right white Joy-Con wasn't like broken. It still worked, but when you were moving, especially if you moved it in circles, I could feel like a like a like a like a stump or yeah, like a yeah, yeah. like a ridge or a crack. Like it was. It would like kind of chult at the same place over and <laughs> like over. Like you're just like gyrating your head. I mean, while yeah, because you can. It's hard to explain how it feels, but you know how it feels. Like, you know. <laughs> so, obviously, I can't send this Joy-Con in because Nintendo doesn't make white Joy-Cons. And they're not going to replace my custom Joy-Con for free. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to buy a new Joy-Con. And, you know, like white ones, you know, 30 40 bucks. And so, I, I look on, on uh, Amazon and I bought a stick replacement kit that came with the screwdrivers and screws and everything for $12. Super cheap. It came with two sticks. Mm. And I looked online and I, I contacted dear friend Jason Lacey and I was like, you know, I, I can do this. It's not that hard. And uh, yeah, I sat down on Monday and I performed open heart surgery on my Switch. I took it to pieces. <laughs> now, let me tell you, the first one that I did, like, I broke it. I think I broke I didn't break the stick, but the stick has like a little ribbon cable that goes into a slot mm-hmm. and it has a clamp that clamps down. I kept thinking that I needed to push the ribbon cable like all the way through it. And it only goes in like just the fraction of a millimeter. Right. It bare, like it feels like it's not like you're like, that's not in. Right. You feel like it's going to come out, but it was. So I'm pretty sure I broke it trying to shove it in there over and over again. And, uh, so the, when I, after I put it all, after I put it all back together, um, the Joy-Con, the stick drifted. And I was like, yeah. all right, I broke it. So then the second time, second time's a charm. This time I just, I put it in as far as it like went and I clapped it down and I put it back together, flipped it over, worked perfect. I was like, to be quite honest with you, it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's really not that big of a deal to be quite honest okay. with you. I think most people could do it. I feel like I if can do anything. If you were watching a video. I feel like I could do anything after I baked my virtual boy ribbon cables. There you go. You just have to anything. be calm and patient with it, right? Don't, don't be forceful. Patience. Don't be forceful. Don't pull or tug on anything because it can break very easily. Um, even my antenna fell out, by the way, when I opened it, like just yeah, fell on the floor. What, I was that's like, what you said. It was just like, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, well, that's broke too. And uh, so, yeah, I did that. And uh, But all in all, like I wouldn't hesitate to do it again at all. Okay. Actually, now having done it, now I feel like I would never send them into Nintendo. I would doctor. just do it myself. You can just do it anytime. Well, I mean, it just wasn't that hard okay. now that I've successfully done it. I wouldn't send my Joy-Cons in because what are they going to do? They take a, like two weeks to get them back. Something you could like do that. it in ten minutes and yeah. like five bucks. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, but you know, it, it is a big deal in the sense that you shouldn't have to. I've never had to replace sticks on any controller, so it yeah. sucks that I have to do now. But long story short, it's not that big of a deal. It didn't cost that much, so. Do you I'm think it was, it was fun? Do you think it was a little borked from the start since you got a custom one that had already been tampered with? No, because if you remember. Um, a while back, I actually sent it in for repair to the guy that customized it because Jack That's dropped right. it and it didn't click 
Like it wouldn't click in. It would work, but it wouldn't That's click. That's right. So I sent it back to him and he replaced the stick and sent me a, like sent it back and it was perfect. Huh. And then it started doing this thing. So yeah, but we put the new stick on it and it's great. Please great. And yeah, gotcha. we're off and running. Back, back to good. Back to good. So saving the fire moon talk to the end. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to some news. And boy, do we have it. Caroline, Super Nintendo games might be on the way. Finally. Super NES style wireless controller for Nintendo Switch has been spotted in an FCC filing where you can only see the back yep. of what it clearly is a Super wow. Nintendo controller. Yeah. Like you can't miss it. Um, the FCC listing has Nintendo Switch model numbers mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So it looks like Nintendo is about to release, I want to call it a wireless Super Nintendo I don't think controller? These, so I don't think it's a Joy-Con. For people that don't remember, uh, these NES controllers that they came out with last year, you could only buy them through Nintendo. You had to have an online subscription. Came with a pair of them, and they slid on your Switch, and they extended a little bit past the tablet, like they Joy-Cons. Yeah. yeah, they look terrible. Mine are still in the package. <laughs> but, um, I mean, they're wireless, but you can slide them on like Joy-Cons and just leave it like that. Um, I don't think these things will slide on at all. I think they're too I don't large. think they're Joy-Cons. I don't think it's a Joy-Con. I think it's a I think it's a wireless controller. Well, I think so too, but I think just in terms of storage, I think that they don't slide they won't slide on. They won't I got fit. you. So, uh we have a few questions. We have one from Rebecca, but here's what I'm gonna ask you. Obviously, this is gonna bring up all the things that we've been looking on. Jared said on the show, you know, with the Nintendo Switch online stuff coming up for a renewal. Yeah. Everybody's on the lookout for Super Nintendo stuff. Ba-bum. Right? Everybody's looking for it. So the question really is, how much do you think this controller will cost? I think the pair will sell for 60 You think they're going to sell them in pairs? Yeah. Just okay. like they did the other one. $60. 60 maybe top 70 60 I'm not paying $60 for Super Nintendo controller. You didn't controller. pay 60 for the other ones. I think, no, those were 50 were they fifty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine? I don't remember, but I'm not paying that much. Especially because what I was going to say is you've got eight bit two, they've got Super Nintendo controllers, and they've got the Super Nintendo like Pro controller that everybody's really excited about yeah, right that now. New like these are both Pro is nice. These are both options that you can get for fifty dollars and under. Yeah. So Nintendo's gonna release one and just charge more, and it's like the same thing. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's they're well within the right to do that. I'm just I'm not. It's gonna buy official. One. Yeah, I'm not going to buy one. Rebecca asks, okay, guys, real talk. Do you think they'll charge an extra fee per year for Super Nintendo games, or do you think it'll come with the current online subscription price? I think with how little NES titles we have right now, they would be stupid if they charged anybody more. How much do we How much do we charge for Family Plan? Is it like 20 It's like 40 35 okay, 40 bucks a year. Eight people. Yeah, it's plenty. It's like $4 a person. It's twenty dollars a year for most people. I mean, that's the thing. It's nineteen ninety nine for most people. I think if they do, they folks. up it five dollars more. But if you do anything more than that, that is, you're going to lose some people. It's interesting because um, several of the ind- industry folks pointed out that the Nike or Nikei, whatever the thing is called, the publication, they said that Nintendo a while back. They said that Nintendo was going to add to their Nintendo Switch online program in a tiered model, like an a la carte thing. Didn't you say that like way before? I did way before, a long time ago. Like when I we were still talking about in, virtual console. Yep, I said that they would drop them in in pricing tiers. Yeah. So the next question is like, is it going to be a mix and match? Can you pick and choose, um, or mm. is it going to be? I think the NES online is the base. 
Mm-hmm. And for 30, you get Super. And for 40, you get N64. And for 50, you get GameCube. Does it go that way? Do they build up to uh, a package that rivals, at least in price, is competitive with Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus? Sure. I think so. So the thing that the hard thing, I think the hard com- to. the hard conversation to have with this right now is a lot of people don't feel like Nintendo Switch Online is worth it. Worth it. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I actually think one you're paying for online, which I think that's the biggest part of it because people think it used to be free, right? But it's not free for the other people. And like today's market, it's not free. You have to pay for that. Sure. So you get online. Twenty dollars for online is a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Like literally by itself. If they were like, if you want to play online, you got to give us twenty bucks a year to play Mario Kart online. That is a good deal. Sure. Compared to everyone else, no, it's not as good as it used to be. It used to be free, mm-hmm. but it could be sixty. <laughs> like you right. could pay right. more. Um, so that's a good deal. On top of that, they gave us, they gave me, I'm just going to use me specifically. They gave me Super Mario 3 Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl. That's like, I'm, I'm good. Like that at $20 a yeah. year. It's fantastic. You have to think about stuff. like how much you would have to pay for these titles individually on the eShop if like virtual console was still around. Yep. $6.99. Since you can't do that anymore, you have to buy the cartridge and play they the old school They also give us. Tetris Battle Royale. Yeah, for free. That would have been $20. And actually, now, as I say that, you remind me, I put 10 hours into Mario Tennis this week. Did you play Mario Tennis this week? I haven't even downloaded. You've so missed the trial. I missed it over? tonight. Yeah. Oh, I think it, no. I think it already ended. Uh, I should say this. I, I did play. I played a bit with the kids. And? Here's what I have to say about it. The adventure mode, that the, the little that I played it, maybe an hour and a half, mm. just felt like a glorified tutorial. Maybe oh. you got to keep playing it. But it just slowly rolls out like how to play the game and extra stuff. Ah. I wasn't enamored with it. And I was like, I'm good. It has a huge roster, which we already knew. But like, so was actually, everybody already unlocked from the start? I think so. When I logged in, there was like 40 people to shoot. I was like, wow. man, this feels like like old school Street Fighter or something. It's That's not 40, awesome. but you know, it's like 25, 30 folks are there. Yeah. Um, we we played the majority of our time. I played a little online. I played a lot of like exhibition with the controller, mm. and then we played probably half of our time in swing mode doing the Wii Sports thing. Yeah. And I gotta tell you. I wish I could play the rest of the game that way. If I could, if I could play the rest of the game in swing mode. So you can't. You have to. You press gotta buttons. go. You have to go into swing mode. Yeah. There's a separate mode to play in swing mode, and you, there's some mini games you can do, like coin chase or where you throw it through the ring toss or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um. There's an exhibition. There's a battle thing. There's a couple modes, but like I can't play adventure mode with the swing enabled. I can't play online with the swing enabled. That sucks. Which I understand why, because you'd be at a disadvantage, but if I didn't care to be at a disadvantage, sure. it doesn't matter. I don't care. What if I'm you're here to... really, really good? That's true, but like I'm here to play the swing. Like I want to swing the arm. Yeah. That's why I'm here. I don't care about all, because it, I, I got to tell you, like, and I, I know we all said this during the demo, and I this this extended play didn't change my mind at all. It's very like complicated. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of like hold this trigger while you hit this to right. and move, and it's just like it's very. It's like I just want to hit the ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I really like swing mode. I was surprised with how good the Joy Cons are actually mm. at that. You can swing up, right? Put yeah. top spin on the ball. You can swing early and force it the other way. You've got different, like all of the different, like the slice and the top spin. Everything is just motioned in a different arm motion. Yeah. Forehand and backhand. And I never had like an issue where I was like, 
I didn't mean to do that. You know, like all the time, it was pretty good. I was like, That's actually, fun. this is fairly good. So we played a few hours of that. I think all in all, I put 10 hours into that game. Uh, the 10 hours I put into the game uh, make me not want to buy the game um, because I feel like I've played what I would want to get out of it. And then two, I wouldn't want to pay more than, say, $20 for it because I probably would only play the Wii Sports portion of the game. Okay. I'm just not very competitive. I don't want to get good at tennis games. So. Yeah. It'd be different as a golf game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just not that into tennis. I know. So I was very happy with the trial. So getting back on point here, you got that trial too. So in a year yeah. – you know, there was – and what – we're glossing over, you know, what they put, like, 40 or 50 games in there. Like, I just have tiles of stuff now. There's a bunch of stuff in there now. Sure. It's – well, shoot. How many? It's been about three per month yeah. over the course of a year. So, that's at least, like, 36, almost there's 40 a, games. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff in there. So, like I said, I mean, I think Mario 3 and online is worth 20 bucks. Yeah. I do. So, I, I'm fine with that. But – you know, as Rebecca said, I think we, yeah, we're going to get tiers. I think they're going to do like this cable package thing. Sure. Which would be interesting to see, like, will it always expand and go up or can you pick and choose? Can you get like the base in NES and like say you want 64 this month or you can get SNES this month, but right. it's the same price. Can you pick and choose or is it like an all a card thing? We don't know. No say. Yeah. I do hope that they keep it separate. That was another thing when I said this a long time ago. I really, I like that. Their stuff isn't mixed in with the eShop. This mm. is the one advantage that I like, not having the old virtual console. So I hope they release a brand new SNES app. And it's yeah. a separate thing and it sets somewhere Same. else and it's a separate logo and all right. that. Yeah, like I like the division and the organization. Organization, yes. It's good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Caroline, Bubble Bobble for Friends was announced today as a Switch exclusive. Comes out this November for our UK friends. I, I popped over to the Switch Island Discord and I was like, you lucky Lucky bastards. Um, Now, this is the old school bubble bobble. This is not like the best move bubble bobble. This is the old school bubble bobble, which... NES arcade version. I immediately tagged Kevin when this popped in. And I imagine it'll be $20, but it won't come here for us until 2020, which I hope is like January. I hope we don't have to wait long, but it Mm. seems like we get a little extra localization. They officially said 2020, right? Yeah, 2020 for North America. Um, Pretty excited. It's cool. Cool little minigame. Yeah, I'm definitely buying. I thought it was so funny that if all things Kevin gets excited about. Is what have I told you forever? Dude is a Nintendo hipster, man. He They'd really be like, is. we have a new Chibi Robo game. He'd be like, why isn't everybody else excited? Bubble <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bubble was Taito, right? Yeah. And it's the same people. They're making it again. Great. Yeah. Great. I assume so. I'm sure they still own the rights to it. I was telling him, I said, did you know that there was a manga? There was a Bubble Bubble like where the characters were in a manga. That doesn't surprise that me at all. kind of eclectic They're awesome little characters. Kind of stuff. They are. They're pretty cute. I never played the old one. Ever. Are you mm. serious? You've never nope. played it? As I said, I've always known oh. Bubble Bottle would be Bust Move. That's like when Even I see those characters. I have played the arcade version. Yeah. Yep. You should try the NES version. They should add that to the eShop or the uh, the online. I want to say I thought they did, but before. I don't know. <laughs> I thought they did, but I'm not no. sure. Probably because it's a Taito game and they don't have the rights mm-hmm. to it. But maybe now they can partner with them. But yeah, it looks good. It's a modern take on retro graphics. And like I said, I imagine it'll be yeah. a, a, it a clean. budget price. And yeah, I'm buying it. I'm definitely in. I wish it was sooner. Mm-hmm. Game Freak has filed a trademark for Little Town Hero. This is possibly Yay! going to be the title of Town, the game we were, we were yeah. introduced to last year. I think we'll hear about I'm that excited. in 2020. I... 
I love Game Freak. I mean, I'm glad that they're branching out into something different. I can only imagine that it would be good stuff. Do you think we'll have another Pokemon game next year? Or is Town the Pokemon game? I think we have that off year where we will just have like a let's go kind of okay. thing. Yeah, so look forward to that. Caroline, um, I sent you this because I knew you'd like it. I saw the screenshots and I read over the details, but I haven't had the opportunity to dive into it. So take, take <gasps> nobody jumped in my nobody jumped in my stream. I would have. I so couldn't. Donnie, Donnie's like I messaged you everywhere else I could. I was, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden I see there's a message on my Discord where I'm tagged, and I was like, "What the heck?" By the way, Shantae Five. Shout out to Soundscape um, over on Twitter who. Followed, uh, followed mm-hmm. up to this and tagged me. If you hadn't tagged me in it, I wouldn't have seen it because I was barely on Twitter today. I was it. on Twitter for 30 minutes. So Thank you, Soundscape. I appreciate it. Uh, I would have seen it since I got off. But anyway, Shantae 5 now has a title. It's called Shantae and the Seven Sirens. It is still supposedly coming in 2019. They haven't Ooh, said otherwise. So. Yay! All right, I'm going to read from the press release. It says, formally referred to as Shantae 5. Shantae and the Seven Sirens sends the belly-dancing, hair-whipping, half-genie hero to a tropical island where Shantae and her friends encounter the other half-genie allies, but they soon learn that there's trouble in paradise. As Shantae gets caught up in the island's sinister secrets, she'll use all new dance abilities and instant transformation fusion magic to explore the non-linear, interconnected world where she'll visit multiple towns, <laughs> overcome treacherous labyrinths, and bastard, dastardly bosses. What? No, I'm just like, the, the description is too, like, people glaze over this late. It's too long. You gotta concise, condense all of this. I'm trying you, to say them. it. I'm trying to say it in a way uh, that... Uh, <clears throat> the game also features a new collectible card system that grants players the freedom to augment Shantae's powers to suit their own style of play. Do you know how excited this makes me? I love card mechanics in games. Really? I you didn't play it. Colors Yes. Much. I, I yeah. own it. I started it playing fun. it, but I don't own it yet. Well, okay, All right, so whatever. Let me, Anything's let me, let me better than Sticker this. Star. What are your examples of really fun card-based mechanics in games? Um. All right, so, ooh, this is a good one. Kevin will love me for this. So Kevin made me play a game for uh, Arcadia Academia called Spike McFang, The Twisted Tales of Spike McFang. And they had a pretty good card system where it was like you got you got certain abilities through there or you got help up or something and you like got to use these cards in battle it's pretty cool this seems to me like the more you collect the different things become open to you so you might pay 20 kind of more like a gotcha system you you pay 20 dollars for a certain card and there's like a one percent chance that it's a really really good power up and the whole option is just Gotta catch Do you have microtransactions where you can buy as many cards as you want with real money? Yeah, but WayForward is really good about... Yeah, I, I don't like, expect them to do that. I'm just making a joke. No. No. WayForward is, is really good with um, making it easy yeah, to get all that. of the power-ups in the games. I got all the power-ups and Pirate's Curse probably within the first five hours of gameplay, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, so from Nintendo Wire, they, they made a post to the key features include exploring the interconnected world using fusion magic and that's capitalized by the way so that's apparently what his magic is called yeah creature transformations including a newt in other aquatic forms super cute super cute uh using dance abilities to activate machinery destroy terrain and more 4k resolution hand-painted visuals on 4k devices not switch all new all new characters and returning favorites like roddy sky bolo and risky Collecting and powering up monster cards. So the collecting thing, I definitely, I 
I don't, it's going to be awesome. Enjoying <laughs> mini games, acquiring magic and items, and uncovering secrets and gorgeously animated TV style cutscenes. Okay, so the card thing really threw me out of any of the last Steam World game. Remember they had that with the card? I haven't and played I'm it. Just just seeing it, and I'm I, I, just, I don't know. I don't really like the card stuff. I, I or at least let me put it this way. See, I let love me put it. it this way. I don't think I've played a game where I collected cards that I could play as a gameplay mechanic that I liked. So maybe they do it better. I'll buy it regardless. Shantae game, I'll I'll buy it. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not as like super over the moon positive on that development as you are. I just love it. Anything collectible inside of I a know. game, especially yeah. when they say you collectible have a spirit board cards. that's full. We we get it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyway, I, I also wanted to mention I looked at all this stuff and it's pretty much the same graphic does, style yeah. as Half Genie Hero, and it's. I think that they are using a lot of the same assets and um, probably the same engine that they use for Half Genie. The Hero. thing that I'll be looking out for, I hope, will be one preview and review coverage. But the thing I'll be hoping to hear is that maybe the cards aren't like integral to completing the game. Maybe it's like a side thing that you can do. But if you just want to sure. play the game and get some power ups and platform your way to the end, maybe you can. Yeah. yeah. I think they are supposed to sort of replace, you know, how she would have hair gel for, you know, upping the hair yep. up, power up, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking on the same path there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool that beans. does it for our news block. We didn't get any questions this week except for one. Jack asked me this after he was filling out his poster for student council. Jack, my son, would like to know who are our favorite Pokemon. And what he means by our, because he knows mine, he basically means yours. Caroline, what are your favorite Pokemon? You know what? I have a by type favorite. And I'm. Do you have another list? Are you about to go to another list? I have a thing that I filled out. It's my favorite Pokemon by type. And I swear. How do you like how I met your mother's Ted in pros and cons list? Like you just whip out a tablet. You're like, I I have a list for this. All right. So I will, while you look. Um, the thing with Pokemon that I explained to Jack when he asked me this question was I, I really have like a core team of Pokemon that I like. There's like maybe mm. 30 Pokemon that I really like, and I always want to play with those 30 and I really don't care about the rest. Um, especially new Pokemon, which makes me feel like old man because there hasn't been a yeah. new Pokemon that I've really enjoyed in quite some time. That's surprising. To the me. one that, that kind of break the mold. I really like Lycanroc. Like it's one of my favorite Pokemon. I was like, Lycanroc is freaking awesome. So I'm a Lycanroc fan. um, But obviously my love for Cubone and Marowak runs deep. My favorite fire type is Arcanine. My favorite water type is Golduck and Psyduck. I also like Poliwrath. Um, I'm a Gengar fan. And uh, I like Butterfree. That's my my grass Pokemon. And, uh, oh, and Pikachu and Raichu, obviously. Yeah, Pikachu and Raichu. And that's typically my team. I have a Cubone and Marowak, I have an Arcanine, I have a Polyrath, a Golduck or a Psyduck and a, and a Raichu and that type of stuff. Zapdos, my favorite legendary. Um, I like Machamp. I like a lot of the fighting Pokemon. I mean, that, that's really my thing. I like Machamp. I like Halucha. Um, and I like, um, I like Hitmonchan. Uh, I'm a okay. big fan of Hitmonchan. And I like the ghost Pokemon for a lot. But that's it. Like, I hate most of the legendaries. I don't like a lot of like the the all of the Smash characters. I basically don't like. Like I'm not really into a lot of the the you know the the popular ones. Gray Ninja, for example, I don't like Gray Ninja at all. I found it. All right, this is by type, and there are eighteen. Types, oh, we are not so going to do eighteen. Really 
No, I am. It's really quick. <laughs> Grass, Leafeon, Fire, Entei, Water, Lapras, Normal, Stuff. Oh, Snorlax. Electric. Snorlax, a big favorite of mine. Uh, electric, Alolan Raichu, Psychic, Mew, Fighting, Mega Mew? Lucario. Do not! Mewtwo is way better than Mew. Rock. Uh, Terrakion, the, one of the three beasts from uh, five. Gen 5. Ground, Swinub, Flying, Altaria, Bug, Liani. I think I said that right. Leaf- How are you not going to see Onyx? It looks it's like, one rock type and his like- name's Onyx and that's it. <laughs> Poison, uh, Roserade or Roserade, however See, you I'm say going it. by types in terms of like the card game. So there's like six, but I know. I don't no. get into all this mess. Dark type, Lipard. Ghost type, Alolan, Marowak. Ice type, That's Aurorus. Cheating. Alolan. They don't Steel even have type. types. They're all types. Steel. Solgaleo. Dragon. Latios. Excuse me, Latios. And Fairy. Tapu. Fini. Now you said Fairy, even though, to me, he's a psychic Pokemon. I like Mr. Mime, too. Count me in for being a fan <laughs> of Mr. Mime. Oh Mr. Mime in the card game is a sweet card. He's got all kinds he's of freaking good. awesome cards. Like, he can move he's damage encounters and all kinds of stuff. He's amazing. He married Ash's mom. Did he? It's the running joke. Oh, I don't know. You apparently no. don't. Okay. Anyway. Like I said, I've got my my team and that's it. Which makes me upset. I'm going to say this again. Rebecca will enjoy it. Makes that. me upset. Why is, why is Cubone not included in Sword and Shield so far? It's called Sword and Shield. Cubone carries a sword and has a helmet. It's Levani, not Leani. Levani. I'm telling Leaf. you, British soldier. Sorry. Like the English British patrolman has a Cubone and a little hat and sword and shield. Give him a shield. There's a name for them. There's a name for the, the people that stand from, guard outside Buckingham yeah, Palace. Whatever. But a Cubone version <laughs> of that. Why isn't that a thing? That should be a thing. I can't be the only person that thinks that's a great idea. That makes so much sense. And for whatever reason, we haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping that they're saving it because that makes a lot of sense in the world. And I said that and Jack was like, they already have a Lolan. It's like, then they messed up because they should have saved it for this because this makes all the sense in the world. If he, if they have multiple Eevee what if types, he took they his, can do it What if he that? took his bone and he put it in like a sheath holster? See? <laughs> How awesome is this? They're just called the Queen's Guard, by there the way. There you go. So they don't have a name. <laughs> or the King's Guard if the reigning monarch is a male. Okay. So those who are who our favorite Pokemon are, Caroline, we've reached the point in our show, spoiler warning, where we're going to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses. If you don't want to be spoiled and you don't want to hear anything, then turn it off now. And we appreciate you for listening Tune into next week. Always come back. Come back to this episode. Roughly, what, 45-ish minutes is where we are. Um, come back and, and check out some Fire Emblem Three Houses. All right, so let's give it a pause. You've had a chance to leave. This is your chance now. Like, don't, don't tweet at us about how we upset you because you kept listening. If you don't want to be spoiled, I'm talking to Kyle and Dev. They hate the spoilers, you know. Um, I'm talking... <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's get into it. Caroline, I beat the game on Sunday. You played it wrong. I clocked in around... I didn't play it wrong. There is no playing it wrong. How dare you, you messed little, up. little girl? You messed up. You messed and up. You no, know you messed it. up. No, you, you empowered a up. monster. You put a monster no, on the I throne. I didn't. 
I absolutely so, did all right, not. So she let's had explain. pure perfect let's intentions. Explain. Uh, I finished it Sunday. I came in around the mid 40 mark. I don't think my switch is updated, but I'm, I'm a little over 40 hours, I think, is what I came through mm. through, the, through the thing. Um, you really did skip a lot of stuff. I really didn't, um, to be honest with you. I don't know what I came out. I think mine was at least over 50. It dawned on me last week when we were talking about how I had a decision to make and you were like, yeah, I've got the decision. And what did you like? We kept bouncing back and forth. It dawned on me while we were talking about that, that I felt like we were talking about different decisions because I was like, I don't know if she's on the same wavelength that I am. So I kept playing. I waited till the next day and I kept playing. And about an hour after I made my decision, I was like, I really don't think we're on the same path. Because apparently I chose the monastery. I chose the path of the church. I went the church of Sarah's We got to back path. up. We, we, we have to back up. All right. So this all happens at the end of month two. It's the end of the end of the month battle. It's where you're going into the divine tomb to receive a revelation from the goddess. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... Edelgard shows up and she announces that she is the Flame Emperor and all hell breaks loose. Now, you have two options after you have the battle against her. If you went on the exploration on the first exploration day available to you at the beginning of month two... And you ran into Edelgard. She says, teacher, I I need you to come with me for something important. Will you come with me? It gives you the heartbeat. Boom, boom. This will drastically change the course of the game. Do you want to continue? Yes or no? If you choose yes, you go with her and you find out that her ailing father, the current emperor, is about to die and he is passing over the empire to her. And you witness the changing of hands. You then skip, like, the next week of teaching. Like, because you went out to the empire, you went out to Enbar, you had to skip that week. If you did not go with her, or you did not access that, which is what you did not do, you don't get that option when you beat her at the end of that battle or whatever, you get two options. Kill Edelgard, or if you went with her, you have the option to protect Edelgard. If you did not see her become the new emperor, you only get a dot, 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 where you might select that, but you can't do anything and you cannot progress forward on the Edelgard a- route because you did not see it. I believe my option was to spare her, not dot, dot, dot. Like I had the choice to kill okay. her. And I chose not to kill her. All right. So spare as opposed to protect. Yep. So let, let, let's back you... up a minute. What we're, here, what we're here trying to explain is that we know the three houses. We have the black eagles, the blue lions, and the golden deer. Those are three paths in the game. If you choose the black eagle route, the black eagle route actually branches into two paths. Diverges. It splits. Yes. There is the black eagle route, and then there's the church of Saros route. So it's very funny because so apparently you looked this up before you played. I did not. So you just went the black eagle right right off the bat, and you did all of these yep. decisions just on your own. You just yep. knew them, or I was courting Bay. <laughs> I just randomly. So you came just did whatever she said, you. whatever she wanted. Yeah, Brian. Brian can tell you I was like randomly coming out, and she's just okay. like, 
I have something that I need. I need you to go with me for something. And then like the heartbeat came up and I was like, whoa, what's going on? What's so I, going and on? That's another thing because I may have to look this up. It might just be bad memory because I remember her asking me if I wanted to go somewhere with her, but I didn't remember getting a whole heartbeat and all this. Like she was just like, hey, do you want to come with me? And I was like, no, uh-huh. not right now. I don't want to do this right now. And I just moved then on. you screwed up. So I actually really like that this happened because instead of us both playing the exact same game, we play different games. And I think that's pretty cool. So, catching up to the story without all these decision trees that nobody cares about, I played the game the way I wanted to play it. Now, last week, I told you, or the first week, our first discussion, I told you I kind of liked Edelgard. Early on into the game, I was like, I kind of like her. She's, 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 she's fierce, but like loyal and in a good way. When I made that decision, it was because she started to fall out of favor with Edelgard. Started to see that she was somewhat corrupt or, or too intent. And I was like, she's going to be the one. I don't I don't know about this, which is why I didn't go with her. I was like, I don't want to do this right now. I was courting my own bay. I had things to do. Okay, I got I got folks to see. Um, and then by the time we get there, it's obviously she's the traitor. It's obviously that she's power corrupt. Her story, by the way, is literally like Anakin Skywalker's story. <laughs> okay, there are memes that, that it's just like, Edelgard, I have the high ground. I mean, basically, yeah. Are there? Because, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. There that's, are. That's her story. Her story is that she's the corrupt one and over. You know, she was the chosen one and she, she went the wrong way. So it was very easy for me, even though I didn't want to kill her, because, and the reason I didn't kill her, by the way, when you get to that battle, because that was the choice I was trying to decide. When I was telling you that I had a choice, it was like, because here's, remember at the time, I thought I was still on your path. And I was like, well, if I kill her, then I can't, like, be on her team afterwards. I can't kill her. Because I wanted Huber back. He was, like, my best, one of my best characters. <laughs> That's all you cared about. Right. So I was like, I need him back. I don't want to play the rest of the game without him, so I'll spare them. Little did I know what was going to happen after I spared them. So in my branching path of the story, once I spare Edelgard and she goes off and the time skip happens and we have the battle and my, my teacher falls into the depths and listens forever... Edelgard totally becomes a dictator and conquers the whole the whole damn thing and she's she's advancing. She doesn't she doesn't any right, of so the she's, paths, she's period. totally a bad person. And the way that it's explaining it like on our end, like from that perspective that I chose, she is the villain. Like everybody's like she's, you know, terrorizing towns and, and mad with power and she's way. crazy and you know, we've gotta I've overthrow gotten to her. that point. I've gotten to that point in Claude's route too, and it does go that way. This it explains it the same way. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, from Claude's perspective, now what does it do from, from her my perspective? perspective? From her perspective, do you know why she did? You got her C support where she explains that she was basically her and her siblings were all tortured because they yep. were trying to imbue the crest into them. So that's why she has the crest of flames as well. Now, I, I'm not going to say another thing because Brian's in the chat saying Edelgard did nothing wrong. He's in spoiler territory. So, like, this is, we've all warned right, everybody. Right. If you get spoiled, that's so, your fault. So, um, in, in that one, she is doing it to abolish the nobility. She wants everybody to be on common ground. She wants the nobles and her uncle are the reason that she was tortured and that she lost right, all of her right. siblings. And she's doing all of this underneath her uncle and she's pretending like she's, you know, doing it for him and, you know, being happy for him. But really she plans to overthrow her uncle and get rid of him and 
put everybody on the right, same which page. Which is why she has Queen like this sleep. rebellious defiance against anybody of any stature. Which right. is why she hates uh, Rhea Her and man. everybody. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yep. and that was actually one of the reasons why I was like, I'm not really digging you as much anymore. Like, I'm kind of over this. It's kind of whiny. It's kind of bratty and kind of tired of it. And I went the other way, which... Getting into some of the some of the end game stuff, I got to tell you, like I'm not sure if it helps or hurts my opinion on the game that I played it the path I did. I did like that I ended up siding with Claude, which was cool. Like we made a little alliance, which was a fun little story element on my path to to mm-hmm. reclaim. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was not my favorite cast of characters. I hung out with Sedith and. Flane. We love Seth. Flane Brian way too and much. I, See, we don't like the Brian same characters. We don't oh like the same God. characters at all. No, Donnie, like listen to me. You have got you have got to get into the Seth and Flane memes because it is freaking hilarious. All right. So like there's the Seth thing, and the voice actor has gotten in on this, right? So you know you have the quest and you accept the quests and everything. People have made this thing called Seth Says. Hashtag Seth Says, look it up. And people have made these fake things that it's like Flane has gotten us stuck in the McDonald's play place. Do you see us waving at you? Please get us out. We haven't eaten our order yet. And people have animated this. And the freaking voice actor for Sedith has gotten on board. And he's like voicing these fake Sedith says quests. It's hysterical. So like Sedith is good people. He because really of is a meme on Twitter. No, he's good people like... I've gotten through Claude's route, and he automatically, Brian, by the way, you didn't hear about this, he automatically joined my party, and he is awesome. He's a great unit. Mm, and not my favorite. I just think he's he's good people. Uh, I hate that in my route, Rhea is evil, and I still see Rhea as completely evil, by the way. Um, and he see, in my route, is just Rhea's kind of a follower. Like protectionist. See, she's kind of like that in Claude's too, but in the Claude route that I've gotten right now, she disappears. She's gone. Well, they kidnap so her. That's another like, thing in my route. Edelgard totally kidnaps her and again okay, holds so her see, in her jail prison for seven years. See, that hasn't <laughs> happened to me. That hasn't happened to so me yet. They haven't kind of kind of evil. <laughs> well, they haven't boasted that they the Empire has her. She they say they don't have her and that she's been missing for five years and it's all about Byleth's like I'm gonna find her type stuff. Um I did see that cutscene today, by the way, like when the uh Empire is coming in with their army and Rhea turns dragon. Like I didn't get that the oh, first time. That was that's a really good. That was good probably cut my favorite cutscene of the good cutscene. That scene. one and the first now, one are both up there. Good stuff. Uh Dude, the Empire ending, like Crimson Flower is the name of it. I saw all the endings. The ending, that one is so good where the hair turns back and everything and she's like holding you and crying. It's really good. There's another thing that I wanted to talk about. I I didn't really like my ending at all, to be honest with you. Okay, I don't want to know what your ending is about. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the purpose of a spoiler talk. Okay, well well listen, I'm gonna do Silver Snow on my own. I'm sure Edelgard gets killed, is that correct? Oh yeah. Yeah, I kill her. Okay. Uh Dimitri, is he alive? Yeah. Well, we think he Claw's does. Alive. He shows up in like a He shows up and you think it's him, but he also like kind of disappears, so like you're not sure if you're like having like a a flashback, but I th- I thought he was alive. I was in the impression he was alive while I was playing it, yes. In mine, in mine, Claude dies in her conquest, and then Dimitri, she kills, and before he kills her, he says, like, something like, damn you to hell, L. 
And if you remember through what she said in her support conversations, she asked you to call her L and only her siblings and her closest family members called her L. So, and Dimitri is a stepbrother. So what I wanted to say, just to touch on that, because I don't have a whole lot to say, but I did look up a lot of the endings and things. And the best scene that I've seen in this entire game makes me feel like I chose the wrong house. If you haven't chose yet, I would suggest that you play under the blue lion's house. I, see, I'm saving that one for last. And I've seen so much good art oh, from it. Oh, that- my God. Edelgard <sighs> doesn't uh, doesn't have a very good ending over there. And it was by no, far I, the cutscene that I've seen with Dimitri over there. This is the best cutscene in the whole game. I was like, wow, I if I had I known exactly this. I know exactly which one you're talking about. I would have chosen this way. I know exactly which one. All right, so... And, and all of, like, I'm a big Byleth and Claude shipper right now. Claude is just so fine. And Dimitri <laughs> and Byleth, though, like, all of the Dimitri and female Byleth art is so wholesome and so pure and so uh, good. And I'm just, what about oh, my the God, game? I've got, Not I've the got people making art about the game. What about the actual game? Like, let's <laughs> talk about the game itself. I have seen what, I've seen pictures, screen caps of what you're talking about. Um, it's real good. It's it's I like some really, Dragon Ball really Z want to shit. Experience good. I it was for like, myself, damn, though. I need to play this. Right, so here's the thing: I've slowed up on my play. Obviously, uh, Brian actually started his own. He wanted to. So this is Brian. I have to. I have to just put this out there. Brian believes the Edelgard, the sun rises and sets in Edelgard, and that he was original. He was originally going. He was originally Got going to be sand. female Byleth and romancer, right? But he realizes at the end, he goes, she needs a proper man. Oh, God. And so he is playing as male Byleth, and he started the Crimson, well, he started Black Eagles, and he's going to go the Crimson Flower route. Um, But he says, bless that little liberator. (laughs) Yeah, no. All right, all right, all right. right. So getting away from all of the fan art and memes. um, Oh, it's so My ending wasn't. If I knew how it was going to end up, like all this memes and stuff. I don't know. I would have made art in advance is what I'm saying. My ending wasn't like super satisfactory. It was not awful, but it was just kind of an end. And I was like, huh. Who'd you end up getting with then? What do you mean? Who? Oh, that's right. That's where I was going. Right, that's where sh- I was going we, next. We have to rag on you. We have to rag on okay. you. Guys, listen. Donnie messages me and he says, well, how come How come you no, don't get an escort said was, with somebody? How do, you, how, how, do you how, not, you, how do you not give the ring to somebody? How did you pick? Because I didn't get a chance to pick. Yeah, because guess what, guys? He skipped the whole last month skip and just went into the month. final I skipped, battle. Like, the last three weeks because I wanted to. I okay, wanted to finish. Well, that's that's the point. Well, that here's you have the point. To, like, the point is that I went and and did the thousand fetch quest and fished and planted like eighteen thousand times. And by the time I reached chapter twenty one, I was tired of it, and I just wanted to get to okay. the battle and move on. You are not a true RPG person. I, I never claim to be. <laughs> I'm, I think that's pretty well documented here. You're like, I love Fire Emblem. I love tactic So RPGs. now I'm being I shamed for and playing the game? Wow. We're here to Look rag on you. Donnie. You're just not playing it right. Or I'm you're playing not, it the right You're not way. taking advantage Maybe of you're it. Maybe right, So you way. wanted... No, no. I'm playing it the perfect 100% way, man. I'm getting every support conversation okay, going out. So right here's the through. thing. Here's the thing about that. Because here's what I messaged you. I go like, hey, why did this? Why didn't this happen? Because I had S support. And you were like, well, did you go to the grave and talk to the so-and-so? And I was like, uh, no. 
because I skipped to the battle because I wanted to finish. And we're like, well, that's why. All right. So that yeah. makes sense to me. And I get that. I, I thought about, I, I kept a save. I had a save. I've got a save to go back. I thought about going back and doing it over again. Now, here's the thing. That final battle is not, like, I died three times on that damn thing. Like, that final battle is a really? joke. Like, the thing is, it ramps up so much more than what you're prepared to by the time you got there. You skipped a month of, of stuff you could have battled and, and leveled up I on. I guess, but I just, I up until that point, I wasn't having much of an issue. So I didn't, at the time, it, I didn't feel like I was missing much. I was like, I'll just. It move took me on. 75 minutes to beat the final That's battle. That's a lot. That final battle's ridiculous. No, There's monsters and everything it's, everywhere. Like, oh my. Really? There's like 18,000 dragons. It's a giant map. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, it made you think. It's very epic. It really did. It's very epic. Yeah. Um, I actually think. All right, I don't want to get into the review coverage of the game yet. But here's what I wanted to say. Once I realized that. I didn't get the, the romance option, and I didn't do it. I thought about going back, and I said, you know what? Before I do, let me just look it up on YouTube. And I looked it up on YouTube, and I finally saw what it was. And having seen what it was, I'm not going to lie to you. Having seen what you get, I'm actually kind of upset that I even put any time into it to begin with because I just don't think it's much of a payoff. You get 10 seconds and a little like scene where you get to see some like like somebody smile at you with the sun bars behind them and it's that's it and that's over and to be quite honest with you i felt like it's lacking it's lacking quite a bit for shame i watched all of the i live vicariously through these moments you understand i watched all of the romancing options and they're all the same they're all like oh do you want my ring oh i do and we can live happily ever after and here's a picture of me happy and you know, they all mix in some little stereotype amounts. I'm like, Bernadetta's like, Where have I you been? F- this has been what Fire Emblem has been with marriage support since Awakening. Again, I've never done the marriage stuff. It's not that important to me. And now, having seen what the payoff was for it, it's really not that important. If you want to skip it, Donnie says it's totally okay to skip it because it's really not that big all of a right, deal. All right, listen. Just as watch them on YouTube. Loves, as a woman who loves romance and to be romanced, it is phenomenal. Dude, that one with Felix where Felix is like, Got the hand underneath the chin. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to go after Felix for one route. I gotta do it. Just for that. So good. Quit staring at me. It's a little weird. I'm just It's not weird. It's so good. I, just expect, I wanted more from it, right? Like you're doing I'm doing all these things. I'm giving her all these items. I'm giving her flowers. I'm doing all these conversations. I invested into her storyline and and the opera house and everything. And what do I get at the end? Is the world of happily ever together? And like here's a pink and orange picture and thanks. It's kind of boring. Like I wanted to see like a wedding scene and a happily ever after. Like give me, you know, give me 30 seconds of something. Like do Did something. Did you go after did you go through the credits where they yeah, give you yeah, a, I, 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 here's what happened. I read so like the so. first three and then I kind of got up and got a drink and stuff. But yeah, I, I know well, what that's happens. that's where they explain it. Yeah, but that's it, where they explain it. I, you're right. But it's not what I wanted. I wanted to see it. Terrytown. Like, let's do it. Don't give me a paragraph to read. That's why nobody pays attention to Destiny. Like, it's, nobody wants to read books and games. Come on now. I'm one of those people that just loves reading i, I don't i don't hate I it love, by the way I'm, I'm being a little antagonistic because i'm getting ragged on here i love romance i just novels i, I expected I a little fan fiction i expected a little bit like it's and, and what i'm i'm not saying that what you liking it is bad i'm just saying that for all the effort involved it doesn't really feel like the payoff is there it's it's literally every conversation is literally like a minute tops 
And then the actual moments, like 15 seconds, like the, the screenshot moment that you get, everybody's like 15 seconds. You know, so here I was thinking, I took, like, I, I, took a picture. I knew the old ones. I knew that the old ones did, like I knew what they did, but I thought with this new one, with all of the new, the monastery and the modeling and all that, I thought that there'd be something and there's just not, there's not. I wanted there to be a little bit more. This is very like akin to like, if you ever beat Street Fighter 2, at the end, they had like a little blurb of what, what you did after like Chun-Li retired and became a, that's basically what this is. And yeah. no, it's not, it's not really worth all that. <laughs> That, that little blurb isn't worth all the effort to get there. It's a great story. Okay, so now let's let's get into a little bit of those of the actual um, review coverage. Say, like when you were talking about that and everything, I'm like, you mean to tell me that the 40 hours you put into it was not worth the story that you got out? Okay, of so I mean, let's let's talk about that. Um, hmm. Figure out how I want to shape this correctly. Uh-oh. I think Fire Emblem Three Houses is a is a is a good to great game. I can't come to the level where it's my favorite Fire Emblem ever. I don't think it is. I didn't connect with the characters half as much as you have. I know you love Claude and you're into all this fan art and stuff, and I just I, I'm not there. Um, the story was good. I did like the story. I wish there was more of it. Um, I wish it was a little bit more like complex and more often. I think is probably the better way. Like you get every mm-hmm. chapter and you get this thing. Like I would have liked some in between weekly stuff, but to be quite honest with you and not that I, I'm not, not down on the game. It is a, it is a great game. It is exactly kind of what you would expect, you know, a, a step up from fire emblem to be. Um, but considering that, considering the amount of time since echoes and what this was kind of primed to be, what we were being sold and all this stuff. I don't feel like it nearly, it, I don't think it did nearly as much or it could have. I honestly, I'd put it this way. I'm probably almost more eager to see where they go from here. You know, there's almost like a stepping stone. Like they're kind of there. Sure. But I feel like three houses lacks a lot of polish. And I think three houses could have a lot of things that, that take it up a notch to put it on that truly like next step level that I don't think it does. Um, I think the monastery, while I did enjoy it, and I think it's, I, I do think it's a really fun new take on gameplay for Fire Emblem. I just feel like it's, it's kind of old. Like I, the monastery should have people walking around more often. Like people shouldn't just be constantly stagnant and, 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 and centered. Like there should be action and things should be happening. People should be on timers. You know, like this is a very, like it feels like a, you know, cause the monastery is an open world mean. kind of thing. It's an open mm-hmm. area. But it's like an open area from like 2008. Like open areas in 2019 I have see. stuff going on. Have you seen Cyberpunk? Like that's open area. Like this is not, you know, it's, and it, and it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying that, but considering kind of what it's been built to, I think something like that could have taken it to another level that would have been like, oh my God, this is amazing. I know it was, I was never the entire game. I wasn't like, this was amazing, except for maybe that final battle, which was both like, oh, this is hard and it's also amazing. And that was another thing that I wanted to say. The battles, especially the weekly battles, could have used some substance. I could have used – I did a lot of paralogs. I didn't do them all. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of paralogs. I like those. I think more of that could have been incorporated into the main story um, instead of it being so optional. But also all of the side battles, including the paralogs, could have used a little bit more diversity. That was one thing that I was definitely thinking. It is kind of repetitive. It is. Um, I I feel like it was – for me, as somebody that likes to grind for levels, I saw it as a grind. Yeah, and it's like I did too. Bad. 
Um, and even in the grind, though, the entire time I was playing, especially towards the end of the game, which, like I said, I skipped that final month, like, just get me to the end. I'm ready to be done with this now. Because I kept feeling like uh, I'm just going to spawn on one of these, let's say, I don't want to be mean, one of these six rotating maps that I keep playing on. I'm going to be in hell, or I'm going to be in the woods, or I'm going to be on this beach, or I'm going to be in the sand, right? The beach sucks. So you're going to be in one of these levels, and which, by the way, like as much as I love the battlefield, having put 45 hours into it, I was like, could we not like do a little bit more here? <laughs> like, give me some castles and fortresses and things to take. But even then, I wanted more like conditional objectives in the level, like capture the flag uh you know occupy this space for a specific amount of time maybe they like did like a horde or something where you were constantly fending off waves i wanted to see a little bit more there i think a lot leaves to be desired for dlc i think they will add modes i think they will add new maps uh new scenarios all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. in dlc uh, that would be welcome now whether or not now whether or not that, that should have been included in the main game is something to be argued i think if you're getting 200 plus hours of core gameplay if you play everything all the way through i think that's plenty and uh i welcome the dlc i can't wait to play it it's just mm, i don't know beggars can't be choosers i guess i don't know they they really knock it out so so where the game really knocks it out of the park i don't think the story i think story's good but i don't think it's not my i don't think it's awakening it's not awakening story i love it Awakening story is phenomenal. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's not but, Awakening story. When I finished Awakening, I was like, holy crap. I did not have that feeling when I finished Three Houses. I, I, so I've watched Edelgard's, I I've have. watched Edelgard's ending, and I don't feel that way about her ending either. And it's not just the ending. It's having, not just the ending. I'm just saying like that. that so here, here's the thing. So this is what I've been chewing on all day. I've been chewing on whether or not I'm just like reacting like contrarian, which I don't want to be. But, like, this is truly how I felt when I finished the game. Like, that moment when I was sitting there, I was like, okay, it's done. Like, this, I've beat the game. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I beat this game, and now I can't wait to go talk to anybody that will talk to me about it. Right? There's, like, a huge level there of, like, hype. That's how you I know, was. Like, hypeism. Yeah. Um, That's how I was. That's how I still am. I'm, like... Brian and I get on Pinterest every night, and we look at all the fire. See, I'm stuff. almost so – the thing that I wanted to say a minute ago, I'm not not trying to throw stones your way, but I'm almost like – I get the sense that you're more interested in the Pinterest and the memes and the fan art and the videos than you are of the game and the story of the game. No. I'm still because playing. When you get, I'm playing it no, a second round. I know you route. are, but you play everything a second round. But like when when you talk about it and your voice gets squeaky and you get real excited, it's about those things and not the other things. I'm just thrilled that other people are enjoying it as much as I am, that it's become sort of a meme culture. It is very exciting to see so many people getting into Fire Emblem. It is very much like a, it's captured a moment. Yeah. It's come out in a window. The Switch is the hotness. Everybody's doing the Switch. I'm very excited for Fire Emblem. Um, yeah. Oh, I had a thought a minute ago, and I tangented it off, and now I forgot it. I don't... Well, I'm keep just going. Just keep talking. On, It'll come back to me. I know. I'm just trying to think, like... How I should... Okay, I came back Brian to says you should see her at tea time. He, she loved tea he time. He helped me... All right, so the thing with the game knocks this out of the park, and I want to give credit to both. I don't want to say it's one or the other. I think the writing is really, really great. I think the characters, not in the overall arching of the story in the world, but the characters' relations to each other, I think is a tight-knit 
community. You feel like you're going to school with these other kids. You feel like you're a close knit group, mm. right? I see. Not like worldly figures. Cause actually one of the things I was thinking about, like I didn't really like the villains and like the whole, like the whole bigger overall plot kind of unfolded too fast. You know, like what do you think of Cornelia? I barely saw her by the way. I know she, she's apparently a bigger, uh, a bigger thing in the blue lines. So route. I just saw her on the screen as like, she holds this territory, but we didn't really cross paths. So I was like, oh, this is a letdown. Anyway, getting back on the point, the characters between them are tight to the point where, and this happens in other Fire Emblem games, but not for the same reasons. I didn't want to kill Edelgar because I wanted Hubert. Like, you feel tied to that character. And in other Fire Emblem games, you get tied to characters because of, like, their strength and stuff like that. But I think a lot of this was, like, I found characters that I like, by the way, Bernadetta was, like, my favorite. By the time I ended the game, I was like, it's my favorite character. I, I love her to death. I think a large part of that, though, I think the writing's good. I think a large part of that is the acting. Like, the cast pulls it off. When you're watching these cutscenes, and when you're, and not even the cutscenes, when you're watching these conversations and you're clicking through it, it plays out in a very, like, comfortable way. Like, it feels, yeah, it's like they're having a conversation. It doesn't feel like um, these lines are canned and they were done at different times. Like, it feels like you're, they're talking to each other. And that's like, speaking, you know. I, I have to touch on that. Um, I was watching Joe Zija, who is the voice of Claude. He started his Fire Emblem player out blind yesterday on Twitch. He's doing it every Tuesday and Thursday. And he <coughs> said in the middle of this, I don't remember any of these lines. There were thousands of lines that I had to speak. Mm -hmm. It was over a year ago that I did yep. this recording. Over the course of a year. Did you do them from home? For 40 hours in a studio. Oh, so when I when I interviewed um, Kyle Hebert. I asked him that specifically. I was like, "Hey, can you?" Sometimes they I was do. Like, can you tell me like how this works? Like, are you recording with another person? He was like, "No." He's like, "Actually, they send me a list of one-liners, and I go down to my studio in my basement, and I just read them, and I send them back, and they they splice it all together." I was like, "That's incredible." Yeah. So, and that was the point I was trying to make. Like, the long point was, it feels like they all recorded these together. Like, the way it plays out on screen is, it feels like a like like act like if you've ever watched like behind the scenes, they didn't though. Like anime people like reading lines together. Sure, sure. There's a camaraderie there. That you can sense. Sure. They they didn't do it for this because he was looking at Manuela and he said, who's her voice actress? And we had to tell him it was Veronica Taylor. And he's like, I've never met her before, but, you That's know, crazy. she's doing a good job. Yeah. But the other thing was today I got a uh, B support between him and Lysithia. And he's teasing her about ghosts. But the way that Joe delivers the line is he starts laughing at the end of the line. Like he was actually laughing while he was reading it and they kept it. And it was so lifelike and so realistic that I'm just like, I think that's why I have more kinship with these characters is that they seem less stiff and blah, blah, that's blah, true. Blah, now blah, that blah I agree with you. Ones. I think, but in the, I think the difference for me is that in, especially like awakening, not so much fates, but in awakening, I think with Awakening, the characters had like a bigger role in the bigger plot. Like they were larger than mm -hmm. life, whereas these just feel very like grounded like they're kids and they all know each other, right? But it's like in Awakening, they were big characters. They had like the world revolved yeah. around them and stuff like that. We have to also mention, I just like can't believe that we've never talked about this. This is the first fully voice acted yeah. Fire Emblem and title. It, and it shows. Like that's the part that really yeah. pays off. Because I mean, in Awakening, you might have like for support conversations, you might have had a Huh. huh, yeah. Or no like, a, you know, something in between there. Yeah. But every single line is recorded and delivered. Yeah. Every conversation all the way through. It's really good. In that regard, it's really, really good. 
Um, I did want to say that having taken my path and aligned with with Claude, I understand your affinity for him. His voice, um, just the way his character like carries himself, it's very like f- you want you kind of want him around. He's very fun. He's very fun on screen. You're like, man, he's cool. Like, it's a cool guy. I wish he was around more often because he's very funny. I wish he was around in a lot of. He has places, a lot of good one liners like and just he's yeah he's very charismatic on screen. Um, his character, like the way his character goes. So it's good. It's so fun watching Joe Zija because it's literally Joe Zija's voice. Yeah, like he didn't change thing. hardly any of it all. He goes, he goes, it's so weird hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Some some of the nitpicky stuff about the game. Uh, I was thinking of this uh, the day I beat it. I was trying to think of like final thoughts that I'd bring to Shaq. I think there's a part of me that misses like like the sprite look on the maps and stuff. You know, I keep nitpicking about like the, about the, the visuals. There was something about like that old kind of new thing. I miss the sprites. I miss being able to truly pair units together. That was one thing I kind of got tired too. of towards the end of the game. I was like, I am sick and tired mm-hmm. of moving 14 units every, every single, single time. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I also liked pairing like different partners together and having them battle together. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was a good right. strategic element that I feel like is missing. Sure. You have the adjutants. Uh, I finished with two, but you know, two. but, but they're just the two, you know, like, like mm-hmm. and, and they don't do a whole know, lot. It's not the two same. And you have like 30 people in yeah, your roster. But it's not, the, and it's not the same. 15. It's not the same, right? Yeah. Like you could be like, well, you can do that, but it's not the same. It's different. They right. kind of there and they level up. It's an easy way to level up people you don't use. Sure. But they're not doing as much. Whereas before they defended, they attacked. They're in every All animation. Right. We got we to gotta stop and talk about this too. Because this was a ironic or an ironic moment. You guys know how much I was crapping on Kaspar. Yeah. I don't like him. Carried him all the way to the end. I still don't like him. Still don't like him. I had Edelgard set him as an adjutant in the final battle against Rhea as the dragon. Okay? And she got him, she got, she missed her first attack, and then her second attack got her down to 2 HP. Period. And I was like, dang it! And it was the end of my turn, and I was going to have to find, you know, I was going to have to get somebody else to, to hit. And out of nowhere, Kaspar just lands the, the, the dead blow. Like, that's, that's it. That's amazing. He ends, and, and I'm just, and Brian and I are just kind of like, what? did that just happen? Like, seriously, because we had both just crapped on him the entire game. We're like, he stole my glory. He stole my moment. He knew that I didn't like Dude's him, and he just hated it but it's i thought it was i thought it was kind of like karma on me for giving him crap all the time that final battle was great it was so grand my final battle i don't know what your final battle was uh it was raya the dragon and that oh, giant you have thing to fight her yeah. <gasps> so she is bad in yours too well the cutscene. i didn't take the sense that she was bad the cutscene was like she lost control of her power and was going mad. Oh, and all these people oh. turned and you had to stop her. And, and by the way, so like after I beat her and everything, like she flies, she falls into the church and like you just lift her there and it just like fade to black. And I was like, that's it? Like something? Your ending was better. It was better than my ending. I feel like you could probably, because you can't support you can't, her. You can marry her. And I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I feel like at the end after that it would be a little bit different. So and and that was the thing um, when I when I was looking up the endings and I realized that I was like, wait a minute. If I killed her and she If she killed, yeah. 
mm-hmm. but like you don't right. kill her she's alive but she's like basically beat to a pulp i don't know yeah mm-hmm. it is kind of weird um so in in mine she was inherently evil she was only using byleth to resurrect her mother sothis yeah and um she wanted to control humanity through her church she's basically oh, Saros, really? guys Like, was there, like, it was that detailed? Because in mine, she was also, in mine, it was like, she was so depressed and sad and distraught that she, she put the crest in Byleth to, to, to bring back Sothis out of, like, out of mourning. Because even though she knew it was wrong, she couldn't not do it. Like, she had to do it. we didn't, I didn't get that See, in mine, she's very paternal and, like, protectionist. She wasn't evil. See, yeah, she was, she was, give her back! You and she like she basically like goes after Byleth like you stole my mother from me oh, like kind wow. of yeah, thing. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't get that at all. So it it does apparently change a lot it's in the eye of the beholder. Dude, that blue lion scene um, is dope. It is I know, so good. I know, and, so, and that's I the know. part of me that I, I I have been thinking this the whole week, and I'm wondering if I had played a different way, if I had come out of this with a completely different kind of like final. You need to play fi- it not, again. I can't. Or at least you know what I won't say I can't and I won't. I just say I don't want to right now. Like, I have put so many hours into this game in three weeks. I just, I don't have the time that you have to, like, crush 45-hour games in a week. I just, and it's not, and it's not that, because you're very committed. Um, It's not that I don't have the time. I do. Obviously, I beat it, and I'm, like, two weeks behind you. The difference between you and me is that you're just playing this game. And when I play a game like this, it puts seven other games on the shelf, you know? So I just have all the games on the I shelf. Mean, I mean, first world problems. I'm not like whining about it. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I started. Okay, for example, I started playing Devil May Cry last night. Finally, five, five. and I played yeah. it for two chapter, two hours, and I wrote Kevin. I was like, I'm absolutely sending you this game as soon as I'm done with it. Why haven't I played this game sooner? Like, it's that type of stuff. There are other games that I've got, I got to move to. I got to get to. Because then you start feeling bad. Because I'm looking at my VR unit. And I'm like, why do I even have you? I'm just going to play 45 hours of Fire Home and play it again and again and play it over and play it over. I will. Pro- there, I do replay games. I've replayed Breath of the Wild stuff. You have a lot of units, and I only have a Switch. One day I will. I might. Play, I never get rid of my Fire Home games. I still have all my 3ds's, and you know, one day I might come back to play. it. But I, pr- I don't think I will because it's such a, it's a bigger task to take on, like coming back to a Fire Home. Versus, like, just running through the campaign of Uncharted again or Last of Us. You know, I've done Last of Us every year for seven years so mm. you know it's not that big of a deal but yeah yeah it's it's a it's a really good game i'm not trying to mean down on it i just think i think some of those things to liven it up and i still think visually speaking i don't think it really holds up that well i really do i mean i don't it's not like a great looking i see game. your gripes with it i did see what you were talking about where like when the the it kind of puts a mask over it where they they have to yeah. focus on the the part also and the graphics you know when you're in the, the monastery vectors. and you go by like the online area the game, like my mm-hmm. game, got like super skippy, and I like, would like kind of mm-hmm. like slow down, and I'm like to the point where, because I, I would always go check it every like every week I went to explore there, I would go check, and it got yeah. to the point where I stopped going near there <laughs> because I was like huh. I don't want to keep running, you know, not, it's not like that big of a deal, it's like five seconds, but it was still five seconds you don't want to do. I never know. Um, and just like the monastery in general, like. I know I talked about like the flat textures, the market, but that's everywhere. Like the grass, you know, anytime you're having conversations, mm-hmm. like the backgrounds that are like back there, you know, it's just not, it's yeah. not a great looking game. It's just not, it's just not a, an amazing looking game. Uh, 
Um, it's not saying it's bad or awful and not playable. That I'm not saying that at all. I'm just it's not like a looker. Right. Where I felt, and the reason I think I draw that hard comparison is I felt like when I brought, so I bought my 3DS as we talked about in the 3DS conversation. I bought it for Fire Emblem. I think when I remember I played Fire Emblem like with the 3D and the effect, like it was a looker. I was like, look how great this game yeah. looks on 3DS. Yeah. I don't have that. Like I can't be like, look how amazing Fire Emblem Three Houses because it doesn't. Like it, it just doesn't. You know, it looks like a 360 game. You know, it's not bad. It doesn't bother just not me. The same. It doesn't bother me. Um, this game gives me feels. Oh, I wish there was more. <laughs> Another one of the things I kind of had in my head to say is. I wish there was more variety in the monastery. Like, I like, I definitely like the monastery. I think it's a great improvement. Don't get me wrong. I wish there was a little more variety in the the planting and the fishing and the, the things that you can do there. The cooking. I I do. They were very, very So repetitive. Games. And, like, even the mini game yeah. was, like, the same thing over and over and over and over again. Sure. Like, let's change it up. Like, why couldn't that fishing mm-hmm. game have different levels, you know, that, uh, that you had to adjust to? You know, like, go by, based on the yeah. on the fish. Planting, like, you didn't even plant. You just went there and clicked a menu. Like, why can't you actually plant or move some ground or watch you do something? Have a cutscene Instead mm-hmm. of me clicking over and over again, just do a little animation I and go you. through. Like, that type of stuff. I agree. Could liven the game up a little, you know? <sighs> just making, like, real fishing and real farming. That's the last thing I mean, I it's just it's like, life. if you're going to go this route, then Mass Effect it. Then really go there. It's kind of like... Fire Emblem, the story of... You know, it's like they just didn't go that far. They, they kind of went yeah. there. They didn't go far enough. Um, and I would have really liked them. I think towards the end of the game was when, like, the first time I went through the monastery, the first three months, I was like, this is so much fun. I like finding all this lost items. I wish the lost items and things like this had more weight. I think they, I wish they had more meaning other than your character might like fishing. Who does this go to? This goes to a really big guy who might be really it hungry. Is- it's like, come on. It would have been cool if there was like, more like trade questy stuff. Like if we got like Zelda and there's like a trade sequence, like to get the thing you had well, to there do was the thing one. to get the other thing and all that. I did. Do you remember that? I one? did recruit uh, Hilda, by the way. That's one of the things you can do in the church path. She's awesome. Um, there was one of those like trade Her romance scenes, the best like romance scene five and six. Oh my gosh. She's, she's annoying, but she's funny. And oh my gosh, she's a beast. I have like 45 hit times two with her right now. Sorry for interrupting you, but what was, what was the, yeah. the trade sequence thing you were telling me? Oh, there's like, there's like a trade thing where you find items one day and Catherine and Shamir are, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, a little bit more. Yeah. It would have also been cool if, you know, not every item was a blue light, you know? Like if they actually had like the something. The ones are green. Yeah, but if they weren't just like a little light pixel, if you could actually do something. See what yeah, you mean. Just stuff like that. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not all for naught. Like, again, these are all nitpicky things. But I think overall, yeah. after you play the same map two or three times, after you do the fishing game two or three times, after you plant two or three times, you start to go, why do I keep doing it? <laughs> like it's, it literally is the same that thing. Way. You know, it's the same thing. You the and same I have rewards. Completely... It's all the same. It's funny because, you know, I am always one of those people that's completely impatient, but I don't mind doing the same thing over and over in mm-hmm. that regard. Hey, and RPGs. like when it's fun, it doesn't matter. You know, like how many days did I log in and find the money rock? You know, it's the same thing over and over again. So, you know, but yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to compare it. Just trying to bring a little bit. And I think ultimately, ultimately, my ultimate story comes down to the story. I like the story, but I, it felt like a, I, I, 
my fire emblem story and this might be this might be the thing that because i took took the church of saros path my final thoughts on the story was it felt safe for fire emblem wasn't safe on my i did like the the betrayal with her dad was probably the highlight where i was like oh you know like that's where i was like yeah see i got it today where claude where she just basically usurps her father and takes over takes control of the thing if you don't go and see her claim the empire where he no 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 i'm in Byla's father Geralt. oh yeah. oh that i, see I needed what you more mean. of that I see what you mean. like fates is full of that stuff you know like fates has got that and then some you know it's all family drama yeah and like this family one it was well, I'm, I'm not saying bad things about it again i'm not saying that i'm down on the game like to put it in friends if i was reviewing this game i would be like it's an eight and a half or higher. I'd be like, it's an 88, you know, like I would put it somewhere in there. It's a great game, but is it on that? Like, is it Xenoblade two? Is it breath of the wild? No, I, I wouldn't like go that far with it. Really? I no, I put, I think there's a, I th- a clear distinction between these great games. I almost, you know what? I almost feel the same way with three houses. I kind of feel with Odyssey. It's my third favorite game from the Switch. feels kind of safe. Yeah. Xenoblade two. Breath of the Wild, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Those are my top three. Doing a big disservice to Ape Out. You play some Ape Out. <laughs> I love the game. I really do. Uh, I hope that the series keeps going this way. I think they have to. You can't, like, open Pandora's box and, you know, not go this way. They're going to give voice actors tons of money. And so that's the thing is, and ultimately, all of these nitpicks that I'm saying, you think of if they if they realized half of that, what this game could be. And I think that's, like, the... The jarring thought that that's my takeaway from this game is like, what could they do if people moved around the monastery, if quests were interconnected and woven together, if Mm -hmm. the game had a bit more polish and looked a little bit better and they did all this different stuff. All of a sudden now you're talking, now you're on to something like truly special in today's, you know, in 2019 compared to other games on the shelf. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Anything else? No, man. We spent 45 minutes on Fire Emblem. People are going to be really mad. People or Kevin? See, I think a lot of no, times there are a Kevin people thinks that are mad. it's people, but it's just Kevin. Tom Servo hurt my feelings today, man. He really Why? did. That he said that when is the Fire Emblem? They go listen to another over? Nintendo podcast. <laughs> this is our Nintendo podcast, and we're Fire Emblem fans. I, I, by the way, I'm not gonna lie, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to apologize to anyone. I love that we've covered this game as much as we have because I kind of feel like I when know. games like this come out, they get their 15 minutes on a podcast, and everybody moves on. What's the next game? When's the next direct? Mm-hmm. When are the Super Nintendo games? It's like, guys, it's true. There's Fire Emblem that just happened. Like, play it. T- like, talk about it. Even like when I've listened to it. some other games, like they bring on typically. I don't want to call anybody out, but. Typically, you go listen to some of the more popular podcasts on the internet from bigger outlets. They'll bring on somebody on the podcast that you've never heard before. And they'll be like, well, we don't play Fire Emblem, but this weirdo does. Hey, tell us, what did you think of the game? You know, um, <laughs> I heard of more. I've heard, you know, a few of those. This weirdo. <laughs> I've heard a few of those. Yeah, because they'll come on and they'll be like, well, you know, it's about these horny kids. And they're they're doing them like, that's cool. Fire Emblem, great game. So horny. Um, so um, I like that. I like that that you and I, I like that we play it differently. I like that we have different takeaways mm-hmm. from it. I think we cover 
Like I feel like I still want to ring your neck. Fire for. Emblem is like our super sweet spot. Like I don't think you could find a better game for us because we bring such opposite things to it. We but do. together we cover the game almost compl- over exhaustively. Totally. You know, agree. like with so much of it. Kara's the crazy kid that goes all in, and Donnie's like. It's right for what no, it does. No, I played the campaign. Oh, I wasn't saying that about Awakening, but I, I didn't play Awakening twice. <laughs> I played Awakening. You didn't play Awakening twice? Played it one time. Man, See, child. look at you. You're oh like, you gotta gosh. play it again. I've played Awakening <laughs> twice, and I wanted to play it a third time, and I haven't. See, this is why we're great for Fire Emblem. And I do think it's cool. I, I, I like it. When we hit this off with Golf and Fire Emblem all those years ago, I think it's cool because yeah. we're listening to all these other different people. Not that they're doing their podcast wrong, but I listen to a lot of Nintendo podcasts and you know, they're talking about new things and moved on. And here we are. We're nerd now. Yeah, we're hitting the Fire Emblem because we love it. It's a passion project. And I think it's cool. And, and I, I was thinking, I was like, man, if you were a Fire Emblem fan, like, this is the podcast for you. Like, you should be listening to Shack. It's like, man, we've got you covered. We're going to hit you with all the stuff. We hear about memes and fan art and all kinds of stuff. I'll, I'll say one more thing before we leave. Um, I think if you go forward with this current Fire Emblem thing, I'd like to see an offshoot where it's like classic Fire Emblem, where we do have those sprites, and it's it's more like a, you know, it, it's more like like a remix. What we like saw with Awakening, sort of, but but you know, it's like Pokemon Let's Go, yeah. and then the Fire Emblem classic sure. or something like that. So that way, people that really enjoy the early RPG series uh, could go back to that if they wanted to if you're going to go that way i would actually say that in between game should be focused like almost acutely focused on more battling gameplay and less story Mm -hmm. and voiceover you know like like so like one of them has like the monastery that's what i'm saying that's more classic yeah so like fire emblem tactics Mm -hmm. and then fire emblem the main series and then fire Mm -hmm. emblem tactics and then Fire Emblem, the main series. Where Fire Emblem, the main series, you know, we had, what, 20 chapters, which, you know, like, there's a lot of battles in there, don't get me wrong. But, like, the other one could just be battle after battle. So it's, like, 120 mm-hmm. chapters of just nonstop battle. Okay, that's too much. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I I'm thinking, saying. like, I have, like, Into the Breach, Advance Wars type stuff in my head. Like, go that way would be super cool. Um, you could always expand on a game like that, too. You could do it, like, in seasons. Because mm-hmm. that's real easy yeah. to churn out. As we saw in 3DS, they could churn that out real fast. Mm -hmm. And I would adore if they went back to, like, smaller battlefields with sprites. Like Fire Emblem. Not like heroes, but more like heroes. Yeah, I still have a heart for that. Like, that's how Awakening was, and that was my kind of missed it. Oh, mm -hmm. we didn't really touch on this. We got real excited in the first trailer about the battalions and seeing, like, the thing. Oh, yeah. They're there. If you zoom all the way in... Like these other characters appear around your characters and the assumptions that they're always mm-hmm. there. But I didn't play at that level because I want to see the map at all times. I had this idea when they shown the trailer of what we were going to have. Remember, I even said it then. This Dynasty Warriors like grand effect. That's right. not there. And I, I kind of feel like that's another avenue that they could go and they lean more into that. Make the, the maps are so big, but they felt empty. Because there was so much space between your units. Like, fill that space in with the units that your units have. Yeah, I can see I also that. think it'd be cool if we introduced, like, your, like if you controlled monsters and had, like, big tanks and stuff. You're not always fighting them, but you get to bring them on your own. Like, with some Valkyrie Lord of, See, and there's a large part of me that I was thinking this the entire... I've been thinking this since Sunday. I was like, 
I kind of like Valkyria Chronicles 4 more. And I was like, I'm wondering like, how much of that is... That's a little blasphemous. It's not. That's a little it's blasphemous. It's not. I was wondering like how much of that could they like add into this to like... Oh, it's really good, though. Valkyria Chronicles is really good. If Valkyria Chronicles had a big Nintendo stamp on it, <laughs> you would love it. <laughs> I gotta finish it. it. Really I'm not good. saying it was bad. It was really good. I, I just d- haven't had the time to go back I to I do it. think it was better. If I had to choose one, you're like, pick one to play. I would rather replay F- Valkyria Chronicles 4 than Fire Emblem Three Houses. I would. Mm. I'm not saying either are bad. Just, I would rather play the other one. I, I, I'm more connected to those characters than a lot of these characters. I am. You know, another thing... Uh, okay. <laughs> we keep talking, I keep going. You know, another thing? I really miss character customization. Did you ever get more than... Did me. you ever get more than... Th- did you ever get more than three outfits? I have three. I have Byleth, uh, and then I have the Academy, and then the DLC Academy, or the Pre-Order Academy, or whatever the other one we have. With the cape yeah. or without the cape. It's not even a different outfit. It's just with the cape, without the cape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the only ones I You used to be able to put beauty marks like the on the cheeks or change the eyes or change the hair, or have short hair, long hair. And I never did that. I miss all that. I do. I miss all that. I just like having your generic And person. I feel that Byleth is kind of generic. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not. But they explain why. Silent, doesn't laugh a lot, doesn't cry a lot. It's because... Their heart is literally taken over. Don't roll your eyes. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. That's another thing. Personally, I would like to see that go back to. I would like to. I want. I want to make my. I want to be invested in my character Mm. more. I'm not. I wasn't really invested in Byleth too much at all. She's just who I play the game through. So. I like Byleth a lot. There's a lot of good Byleth art. <laughs> I love, he keeps it like, I love Claude so much. There's a lot of great art of Claude out there. I love Byleth so much. There's a lot. You should see what people are doing. <laughs> like you keep going to this. <laughs> hey, I love it because it is an artist. Oh, no, I get it. It's a way for your imagination to go rampant. As somebody who has combed through plenty of core and images, I get it. Oh, my God, I child. get it. So I'm with you. I get why, but yeah, definitely. I'm not, I'm not to your level. All right. That'll do it this week. I hope you enjoyed our Fire Emblem Three Houses spoiler talk and all of that jazz. Caroline is going to keep playing the game, so I'm sure we'll keep covering it and uh, I'll find something else to play. I'm going to play something. So okay. buy some indie games and get going. So that'll do it for us next week. We'll be back and we hope you are too. And stay tuned for September to remember We've been kind of teasing about it. We've been putting some things in the Discord. If you're not a member of the Discord, you don't follow us on Twitter, posting some images. I said it to a new listener. Um, hopefully he's listening to the show. We have a new listener that Rebecca actually recruited. She was like, hey. He was Yay! asking. He was like, do you have any shows? And she was like, you should listen to Nintendo Shack. And I told him, I was like, look, Aww. I hope you listen to the show. I hope you like it and I hope you keep us around. If you don't keep us around, at least stick with us through September. Because we've got some things planned for September. That might appeal to your interest. So if you're new with us, at least stick with us through September. You might like what you came for. So I'll leave it at that. And we'll see you next week, Koopalings. Bye. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What?
This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Find more great content at PlaySomeVideoGames.com. <laughs>